Good day, I'm Lorraine Lawson of Bank Automation News. Recently, I spoke with David McLaughlin, CEO and founder of Quantiverse, which uses AI and machine learning to automate financial crime identification and investigations. We talked about the internal conflict compliance and risk officers face every day and the role of automation in reducing false positives in transaction monitoring systems. Welcome, Mr. McLaughlin, to The Buzz. Uh, recently, you said there was a conflict inherent to the job of chief compliance or chief risk officer uh, when we had talked about what chief risk officers are, are worrying about at night. Can you explain what that conflict is? Yeah, sure, Lorraine. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a similar uh, conflict that any manager has that runs an operation. You know, they, they are uh, trying to do as a good a job to make operations run smoothly and not have uh, issues come up, whether it's a trading or settlement or backroom operation. The difference with risk and, and so, you know, that, that conflict is how do they deliver what the organization needs to deliver from an operational standpoint, but they're a cost center. And so how do they deliver that without busting the bank and spending too much money on their, on their operations? The difference with compliance and risk, and specifically in the AML compliance area, is that the downside of failure is much more significant. It, um, you, you know, there is personal risk that compliance officers carry uh, with the regulatory uh, uh, regulators and um, law enforcement. You, you know, compliance officers have been fined. They've been debarred from the industry. Um, they've had their reputations tarnished so they, they uh, can't uh, get hired again. So they all know this and they all carry this burden of, uh, accentuated burden of how do they deliver what the organization needs them to deliver and, and run a good, strong AML financial crime compliance program and how do they do that in a at a cost that is appropriate for the organization, but how do they do that without putting themselves personally and their organizations at big risk with uh, regulators and law enforcement? So that's that that's the conflict I was referring to and it's just much more accentuated with a compliance or uh, chief compliance or chief risk officer. Okay, and your solution, Quantiverse, in part, is designed to help help them do the job. Uh, and so, can you give us an overview of what Quantiverse does, and maybe what you help automate? Yeah, sure. Um, so that you know, this this conflict and this dual uh, mandate that they have is something that we uh, understood and heard from compliance folks very early in the development uh, of our company. So it, we intended out of the gate to help them with both of these, not just a, uh, a pure automation effort or not just a pure uh, risk reduction effort, um, but, but a solution that helps them manage both, both of these um, uh, challenges. And so what we've done is create a uh, capability and a solution that enables them to lower the risk um, in a couple ways. Um, and enables them to do so in a way that also lowers the costs to the organization, the, the overall cost of their compliance uh, program. So, so we have created the ability to, to lower risk by 
um, uh, finding instances of uh, money laundering that their uh, current systems might be missing. But also we're lowering risk, uh, you know, even maybe even more importantly to the compliance officer, we're lowering the operational risk of the organization through automation. So, you know, it's a very uh, heavily human-dependent environment today, pre-Quantiverse, um, and there's a big role and an important role for humans. But humans have been asked to do things in an AML financial crime compliance program that they're not really great at, and that is about uh, pro- following the exact same process, uh, data governance, using the same data, sourcing the same data, seeing the forest and the trees of that data, finding out what is important and what's not important. And, and our automation efforts are really about controlling uh, and, and managing that operational risk. You know, the last thing that a compliance officer wants to hear during a regulatory audit is the regulator to, to share with them two cases with the same fact pattern that their investigators made a different decision on. You know, that will, that will make a compliance officer sweat if he has to sit in front of the regulator and explain why his uh, investigators came to a different conclusion on a very similar fact pattern. And so automation can, can manage that kind of risk, that kind of operational risk by following the same best industry practices over and over and over again. So that's the two ways that that we're helping risk, lowering the false negatives and managing the operational risk through automation. And then on the cost side, there is a natural cost benefit by uh, being uh, able to automate. And and sometimes that cost benefit is seen through uh, growth in the business, growth in the transactions, growth in the customers, without necessarily having a linear growth in the um, uh, number of compliance staff that has has to manage that. So um, there are, you know, a couple ways that our, our customers are uh, receiving the benefits or, or accruing the benefits of that, that automation. Uh, most of the time it is through um, growth of revenue without growth of expense. Yeah. So false positives are a major concern in the industry, and you specifically said you address that. How do you address that? What's what's going on there behind the scenes? Yeah, another great um, efficiency uh, play that um, we are uh, helping our customers with. You know, false positives are a big driver of the costs, un- unnecessary costs. The the industry standard is about a ninety five percent false positive rate that comes out of a out of a TMS. Uh, we have certainly seen 90% and above from our customers before um, we deployed our um, uh, solution to help them lower false positives. Uh, the way that we are we are doing it is by improving the data prior to it going into a TMS. There's oftentimes wrong or missing data in a transaction file that, if corrected, or uh, appropriately found or appropriately derived prior to going into a TMS will have a dramatic impact on the false negatives that come out. An easy example of this is uh, jurisdiction. Uh, um, cross-border transactions with a counterparty that's not the customer or the bank, um, if the person that 
uh, coded in that transaction at a at a uh, in a wire room, didn't know the jurisdiction of the counterparty and left it blank. They are supposed to default that blank missing country code jurisdiction to the highest risk, which makes sense. You, you would you would want to um, assume that a transaction is if you're trying to find a instance of a financial crime is coming from a risky jurisdiction. So um, what we have found is that by accurately deriving that jurisdiction, a significant majority of the time, they are not coming from or going to a risky jurisdiction. Just the person that entered it into the wire at the wire room didn't know what what the country code was. So there is just um, not um, significant amounts of data that when wrong or when missing, Will drive false positives, and and we have we have uh, focused pretty heavily on finding, deriving, and improving, correcting that that bad data so that those false positives uh, will go down. And less false positives means less alerts, of course, which means um, the human workforce can focus on the the instances of risk, instances of potential money laundering that are significant and complex, and that are are really need human uh, interaction with. You know, it's not valuable to anybody to to spend 30 minutes for a level one investigator, level one analyst to spend 30 minutes to to decide that the transaction was going to uh, Paris, Texas, and not Paris, France. You, you know, that's just not a not a good use of anybody's uh, time. Um, and so that's the kind of problem that we're solving in the false positive reduction. Okay. One thing we wondered is we, of course, talk about automation here. What does, does automation of transaction monitoring systems make your job harder or easier? Um, well, so I, I view the transaction, I, I think I, the, the question, that question is one that I will answer from the perspective of our customer. Um, and the reason I say that is it's irrelevant whether it makes my job harder or easier. We're here to serve our customers. And if um, an automation of their operations makes their life easier, you know, I, I, I want to do that. And so we are uh, trying to and working to uh, drive automation to the entire um, investigations and, and transaction monitoring uh, process. And so, um, you know, I think it, it, um, makes their, it gives them an ability to make their jobs, make them do, be able to do their jobs better. So what I mean by that is I don't know if it makes it easier or harder by having automation in their shop. What it does is take the, the, the insignificant workload by and by insignificant, I mean unimportant workload off of their desks and off of their employees desks and enable them to focus on what is really important in a compliance uh, organization. So, you know, we want to automate all those things that are, that are somewhat irrelevant to managing um, financial crime risk. And if we can automate all those things that are irrelevant to managing financial crime risk, and we can enable our customers to spend their time and focus and energy 
on those things that are more, most important, i.e. complex cases that need human um, involvement and a highly, a highly trained and highly skilled workforce to apply their judgment and their experience and their knowledge of their own institution's risk profile. If we can do that, we have enabled them to do their jobs better. And that's the end goal of this. You know, we're lowering risk, we're lowering cost, managing costs, but really we want to enable them to do their jobs better. And so I think it's not a harder or easier, it's a better. Okay, we've been speaking with David McLaughlin of Quantiverse. Thank you so much for your time. 